Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. I am so excited for the release of my new book, The Toxin Terminator, Finding Focus, Energy, and Renewed Health by Removing Hidden Toxins. If you want to get your hands on the book first, be part of my pre-launch campaign by going to my website, www.aimeecarlson.com. That's amycarlson.com and you can sign up so you'll get your copy for only 99 cents. And welcome back to the Toxin Terminator. I'm so glad you guys are here. Today's guest um, is a fellow mentor. She is a single mama, which I can so relate to. She is an author and a speaker. She is an entrepreneur through and through. She used to have a yoga studio. She has been trained as a doula and a Reiki master. She is also a podcast host of the Integral Woman podcast. She is the founder of the Integral Woman, where this is a space for women to really discover their inner strength, what's going on inside, and actualize their desires, really dialing into, you've got all the answers inside, we just need to tap into that. She has her master's in education and used to be an international educator uh, with high school history um, was her subject. And um, today, if you want to learn, if you've ever asked yourself that question, uh, when am I going to get my shit together? You know, I'm 55 years old and I just figured that out in the last, say, five years. Um, You know, so I can really relate to this question because I know so many of us ask ourselves, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? (laughs) You know, when is that grow up? What's that stage? But she's also going to talk to us about how she went from a high school teacher to what she's currently doing right now. What was that journey like for her Um, and how you can start your holistic journey to transformation and where change really happens. My guest today is no other than Sierra Melcher. Thank you, Sierra, for being here. Amy, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. You bet. I know I just like vomited a lot out there because there's so much to happen today. And I love the topic of going inside, you know, really listening to those voices. And I can't wait um, to dig into that. But first, I'd like to hear the journey. You know, you've got quite a story there. And I'd love to hear how we went from point A to point B. Absolutely. And this tie, everything ties in together. Of course, it always does. (laughs) Um, I think we think that change happens because we make a plan, we make a decision, and then we do it. Right. I think we're wrong about that. (laughs) But my life experience does not prove that belief to be true. That change happens when you least expected it, when you didn't want it, in ways that you would never have asked upon yourself. Um, And then how versatile and how graceful you can be with change depends on how you react to 
what's happening internally and or externally. So to put that in a little bit of context, I had been a history teacher working in China and South America and the United States for 12 years. Okay. And had just that little niggle, that's what they call it in Australia. It's a great sort of word for that nudge, that whisper. Niggle. That, the niggle, that little something that just says, mm, something's off. And you don't have to know what it is and you don't have to know how to make it right to just recognize, okay, like something needs to shift. And I took a sabbatical as a teacher that's sort of built into the concept. And I said, I don't know what I want to do with myself. I'm going to call it a sabbatical. Okay. (laughs) I love it. And within three weeks of leaving my, my teaching job, I had finished my yoga teacher training. I had found out that I was pregnant and my mother suffered from a really extreme domestic violence situation. So I had, this is where the internal and external, I had been listening to some internal message that something needed to change and moved into it. I, you know, left my job. I opened up to something and then something else came absolutely unplanned, unexpected. And, and our all now three of us, all three of our lives were changed. Right. Uh, And I, for a minute, I was like, I can still do everything I planned on doing. Right. (laughs) I'm just pregnant. It's not the end of the world. And then it was like, all right, well, okay. There's other things happening here too. And within, I don't, it wasn't really a decision in the way that we think of decisions where you sort of think about it and you like weigh the options and then make a decision. It was just, I'm going to open a yoga studio in Medellin, Colombia. My mom's going to move down and I'm going to have a child. It was just, okay, <laughs> that's, that's happening. Next, which, which led into all sorts of unexpected problems because I didn't really think it through or, you know, market research was not something that I did, <laughs> What? but it turns out, right. I, it turns out that creative problem solving is something I'm really good at, something I really enjoy. And so every problem that I created opened up for a really unique solution that then I got to create. Um, and, and life evolved from there. I gave birth to my daughter in my yoga studio. I created a couple of really unique programs for the yoga studio. And after about two and a half years of living and working and parenting, uh, and helping my mom heal and recover, I was like, this yoga studio, I need to sell this. We're ready for another change. And the deeper, older niggle was I need space for myself, energetic time to be important in my own life. Right. I need a, a woman's circle. And so I looked around. I'm in a Spanish speaking country. Um, I looked around and I was like, I can't find what I'm looking for. Uh-huh. So I made it. I love that. I love that. So when you're going through this process, because sometimes I think when we're sharing our own stories, we forget 
what that was walking through that. So you were really listening to, you know, the, you've got this niggle that, like you said, you know, you have the yoga studio, you're doing beautiful things there, but there's still something saying this isn't it yet. Right. And, and how long was that kind of still there before you made the, you know, the, the, the leap to say, okay, it's time for something different again. Good question. Um, and it's really interesting. You said something like, it's not right. It was right for a while. Okay. You know, each thing that we start usually is right for a while or learning and growing. And it was, it's not that it's right or wrong. And then it stays that way for the duration that you take a step and you would accommodate to that step. You adjust to that decision and who you are in that moment. But then eventually one way or another, you outgrow that step and you're ready for another step. And so it's not just right or wrong. That, yeah. Good right? call. Good catch because our words are powerful. And if, we, really and if we look at decisions as being right and wrong, that really leads us into a, a kind of a stuck scenario, doesn't it? Absolutely. Because we, and that's where we get stuck is that I made the decision. Do I have to stick with it. Um, <laughs> I, if it's not right this way, then maybe it's my fault. Or if I stick with it long enough, I can make it righter. No, it was fine <laughs> at the time. And, and now the new fine is something else. And so this comes back to how change really happens. Yeah. It happens incrementally. Are we still with me? Oh, don't stick. <laughs> you can hear me okay? There you are. Okay. So you were talking about, we were talking about, you know, not being right or wrong. Absolutely. That, so recently I just published a book that is called How Change Really Happens and how we think about change determines what we permit, like how we permit change to express in our lives and and so the thoughts and like you said the words that we use to describe our experiences really matter if we think we make a change and we're supposed to stay on that path forever then then we are limiting our growth that is so powerful If we can change how we think about change or revise how we think about change to be an, a growth process, the way that little kids change, they don't change once and then stay that way. They change all the time in every way until they become adults when they tell themselves they're supposed to be one thing and stick to it. And then they get miserable. <laughs> yeah. No kid. So we want to look at kind of, I, I think of it as like water movement. You know, it's, it's all a flow. And, yes. 
that that our life doesn't have to just be this and that that's the end of it. I love this flowing aspect of it. You know, it ebbs and it flows and and we have to be able to go with that in order to really feel fulfilled and and satisfied inside. Is that what I'm hearing? That's absolutely it. And so to come back to your question about the yoga studio, it was the right decision at the time. I learned, I grew, I was forced to expand a whole lot of parts of myself. Right. And I, w- I knew that I, I had some discomfort mm-hmm. in that situation. Not all discomfort is even bad or signifies that I'm in a quote unquote wrong space. But amazingly, what happened was I knew I needed to move out of the space. I was living in the space that I was working in. I knew I needed to move out. And so as soon as I made that decision, someone that I had been working with said, could I buy your yoga studio? Wow. I had not even thought of selling it. I knew some change needed to happen. I was willing to make that change and an even better change presented itself. Isn't it amazing how when we listen to those inner voices that the universe lines things up for us? It does. If we are willing to say yes when it's handed to you on a silver platter, it really does. (laughs) It does. I mean, you may, you know, you listened and you made the decision to, to make one change and then you know ultimately another presented itself um you know at that same time i don't think that's by coincidence at all no i said okay i'm willing to play and the universe said great let's play <laughs> i love it i love it so you and i talk in and, and i and there's probably more that you want to share here and and you know just tell me to shut up <laughs> it's okay But you and I, I think, have a lot of the same, I think sometimes our background as an entrepreneur, as a single mama, we're used to making decisions, we're used to the change, we're used to, you know, going forward. But I think there's a lot of women out there, and I talk to a lot of them that are, they're like paralyzed in fear. Yes. And what do we say to those women that are so unfulfilled and so unhappy, yet paralyzed in being able to go forward and and move on? Yeah. First of all, there's so many things. One is like, (laughs) you, you are loved. Right. Okay. Which I think... When we're paralyzed in fear, we forget that. Yeah. Okay. And, and there's lots of different kinds of change. So in my book, and well, in all of the work that I do, I really talk about the distinction between internal change and external change. External change is is what we're used to thinking about. And a lot of it we've talked about. Leaving a job, moving houses, changing some way that you show up in the world, getting a new car, whatever. You know, marrying, divorcing, change. That change 
sometimes if we are instigating that change, it can seem hard and overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where paralysis can come from. One of the places. Um, Internal change is a lot more fluid. And in fact, it's the only place where we as individuals really have control. I think we're used to thinking if we can control our external world, then blah, blah, blah. However, it's really, really hard to get someone to be the way you want them to be or to get something to do what you want it to do. That's really, really hard. However, we have so much more capacity and influence on the parts of ourselves that we take for granted, that we ignore, and that we overlook. And so this is the heart of the work that I do is turning some of our really incredible attention inward to cultivate a relationship with ourselves so that we can flourish and feed and build this grounded place, this internal space to feel safe, to feel loved, to feel um, capacitated, <laughs> There's a, um, to feel empowered. It, yeah, I was going to say empowered, you know, that... And yeah. Yeah. From that internal space, if we have nur- nourished and nurtured ourselves, if we feel capable, if we feel safe, if we feel loved, mm-hmm. and that's safe to fail, not just safe to succeed, but safe to try something and have it not work out the way you expected. Right. When we have that inner sense, then then we can move into the external navigating and we can open a business and have it, you know, not work out the way we thought it would work out. We can start a relationship or end a relationship and not have it work out the way we thought it would work out and still be safe, mm-hmm. happy, content, connected, that our external worlds are not prescribing our full experience. Oh, that's huge. Um, you just hit on something when when your inner peace is not dictated by the outside world. Yeah, that's that's something. Which is timely to talk about, if I may. There's sure. a lot of talk about the state of the world, and I'm sort of over it. But <laughs> over it, I love it. <laughs> but. People are struggling now because their external circumstances have changed mm-hmm. significantly mm-hmm. and there ain't nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. They can rage at it. They mm-hmm. can, you know, ignore it, resent it. They can do all of that stuff, but it doesn't actually change what's happening externally. It, that's just changing what's happening internally and making it worse. Right. Right. Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living. 
a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know. From essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. I find that when I'm trying to control those things that I have mm-hmm. no control over <laughs> is when I'm the most unhappy, the most unsatisfied, yeah. the most critical uh, yeah. of myself and others. Um, you know, it just affects everything. And it's, it's being able to come back into that, you know, to zero back in, wait a minute, what's going on here? And the and you you tapped right into that. It's it's that external internal. We yes. don't have any control over anything outside of ourselves. None. What's it's totally futile. Totally futile. Yeah. And so how- if you're exhausted and drained, it's be- probably because you've been throwing your energy at a game you can't play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So how do we? And you're right. Today. Today's environment is huge to show us that um, story, right? It's Absolutely. huge to say, hey, you, you don't have any control over this. So what do we do? How do we shift our mindset to, I'm trying, you know, because I think that also plays into that victim mentality. If, if, if I you know, throw that word out there. But, you know, that victim mentality looks at and blames everything else for the circumstances they find themselves in versus looking inside and saying, what role did I play here? Absolutely. Um, A couple of things. One is definitely it's a mindset thing. Sure. It is mindset. The stories we tell... The stories we tell about who we are and what is happening in the world, those stories are true. Mm -hmm. Whatever those stories are, they're true. Right. Because that's what truth means, is that this is what I believe, and therefore I'm operating within this prescription of whatever the story is. So if I'm the victim because that's how I've written the story, then that's how I behave. That's how other people treat me. And it is then true. Right. If we want the story to be different, we can rewrite the story and say, this is happening for me. Mm. Say, I don't know why the hell it's happening for me, but I do believe that it's happening for me. And then your mind has to open up, okay, well, how could it be happening for me? What do I need that this is providing? Even if I don't want it, it's happening for me. So I start looking for my own strength, um, my own capacity. And if it's mindset, just this conversation, acknowledging that there's an internal, (laughs) 
that can blow people's whole mindset completely up. They're like, what? There's me? I exist? I'm valid? Um, I've only been ever thinking about or interacting with the external world, right. with my roles, with my career, with people. Mm -hmm. I didn't know there was a me. Right. And, and that opens the possibility. I call it your primary relationship. The person you spend the most time with is you. Yeah. It's you and you up in there in that head. And whatever conversations are happening in there, they are feeding you one way or another. They're feeding you love and support, or they're feeding you junk and mm. anxiety and fear. So if you know that you are a valid player in your own life and your own story, and you can start interacting with yourself like a loved one, pour some of that beautiful attention that we give to others onto ourselves. Create time for this person that you are. If, if we... One of the things I write about a lot in my book, I'm re referring to nature and the world in so many ways to give us guidance, but also to show us really how change happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's, it's showing us every day that there's daytime and there's nighttime. There's summer and there's winter. There's balance in opposites. Mm -hmm. But the story that we've been living is that change happens through force and decision and that effort is how you get something. That's just like daytime summer story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no rest. There's no quiet. There's no introspection in that story. There's just... It's, we're living in half the story. If the external is the full story, we're missing, we're missing some of the magic. I love relating that to nature and how, you know, we have seasons, we have, uh, you know, there's, there, I just love that. There's birth, there's death, there's night, there's day, there's, you know, um, Nature is such a good. Well, what a great um, concept to look to to put that into. Yes, are you familiar with Clarissa Pinkola Estes, the book "Women Who Run with Wolves"? No. Okay, brilliant. This is the book that change changes my life. Okay, it didn't just change it once. It, she is a Jungian psychologist and mythologist so she's collected stories okay um she talks about the you said life and death and it's true but what she calls it is the life death life cycle right that it's not just yes no mm -hmm. the way that the sun rises and sets and rises it's this continuous ebbing and flowing Going back to what we were saying earlier, you make a decision and it's the right decision and then it changes. So you make another decision mm -hmm. and it's the right decision until it changes. And then you make another decision. Right. <laughs> but if we think there's life and then if there's not life, then there's death and that's it, then we resist 
changing from the thing that we've started. Ah, I like that. I, yeah. I like that. So, so when we look at it, if, if we can think about it as a three-part cycle, life, death, life, now we're yes. less resistant because there's not an either or. No, it's this, next, this, next, uh-huh. this, but it just is the growing. And the perspective of the story determines how you relate to the story. Yeah. Completely. Um, You're familiar with the expression, one step forward, two steps back? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the underlying feeling of that is life is hard. Things are futile. I keep trying, but I keep ending up blah, 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 blah. That's not a fun interpretation of that story. And if that's how we feel our lives are going, that's how we feel our lives are going. Right. But one step forward, two steps back is how you salsa. Ah. And so if the story is I am dancing forward and I'm dancing back into my comfort zone and out of my comfort zone, and I am just going to move back and forth and not take any of these steps too seriously, we can start to have fun where a minute ago, the exact same experience was hard. And what a beautiful um, explanation for the stories that we write that plays into our, uh, our subconscious mind does not know the difference between real and not real. It, it goes with what you're telling it, um, which Absolutely. is exactly what you've just talked about. So, um, you know, look at how that feels with, do you want to dance or do you want to feel like, oh, you know, I love it. If you want to work through the slog of things. If, if you thrive through, you know, futility, go for it. Far be it from me to stop you. But <laughs> if you'd rather dance and play at this thing we call life, that's also possible. Absolutely. And and is this how we're getting into how change really happens is by us kind of rewriting our stories, rethinking how we view things? It's there's a multitude of aspects to it. So change really happens, whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. you how you react to that change happening both internally and externally determines how much fun you have mm-hmm. and that's it right um, and if we thought of ourselves as like wow I can actually open to the possibility uh, that this next chapter albeit unknown and terrifying will I will grow into it I will become familiar with it and someday also outgrow it and then do it all over again. It changes our willingness and this is where we have control again. We don't have control over whether change happens. We have control over our willingness to change with the things that are happening to us and around us or we don't. We are still really empowered to resist change. 
Right. And many of us do. And that creates so much tension and suffering. We don't realize how empowered we are when we're creating our own suffering by refusing to change. Right. Right. And I like the word empowered because when I started learning about how how our words are powerful, you know, not just the words we speak out loud, but that committee. You talked about, you know, the the voices in our head, and I call it my committee up mm-hmm. there talking to me. Yeah. And when I could break that cycle and change it into a positive uh, voice, and that's not all the time, but but probably ninety percent of the time, it's now very positive. That was so so empowering. Um, and, and being, you know, knowing, I think we're talking about willingness and I think sometimes, at least for me, you have to get so far down and be in so much pain and agony to really get to a point where, okay, something's got to change here. I, there, you know, something has to be different. And for me, it was that my all my relationships were suffering all of them and i had to look at okay what's the common denominator here me yeah oh Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> you know so the do you think that's do you that's, think that, uh, sorry go ahead Well, what I was going to say is I, there needs to be positivity. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because we do have so much disconnected negativity that we're not even really aware of. And we are, that's feeding ourselves toxic thoughts and energy and it hurts. Right. Right. However, I the same way that I want there to be balance between light and dark, when there, once you've cleansed your committee, so to speak, when, after that, if there's the negative voice, um, my daughter's five. And so a lot of my metaphors are related to five-year-olds. Um, <laughs> That's good. When she's having a tantrum, it's not because... It's not something to be overlooked, actually. It's, okay, something needs attention. What needs attention? Mm -hmm. And if I'm calm and I can meet her where she is, then I can ease that. If I then have a tantrum to her tantrum, we can just feed off of each other for a long time. But if she's hungry or she's tired or she needs some attention, I appreciate that communication the same way our anger is great because it teaches us something that it, it's awareness for some inj- injustice, mm. something that we feel is out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Our sadness is important <laughs> because it is really important to grieve. Mm-hmm. It shows us what we value. And 
in the beginning when we're all tangled and cluttered and super disconnected from ourselves, that's a kind of toxicity that we, we need to unpack. But once we've created this grounded space in ourselves, I think it's really important to allow for, for these other things that would be called negative, but even calling them negative says that they don't really have a space, but they right. do have a space. We need all of it. Right. My husband to guide us. Yeah. Yeah. My husband once said, because I very much, and, you, and I've done it even within this interview, right, wrong, good, bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a black, white kind of person. And even though I work on that, my husband talked to me years ago about Amy. Emotions are simply that emotions. There's not good emotions, bad emotions. They're just emotions. And when I can keep myself in that place, because I was raised, there's that committee, right? Those voices that say, oh, you can't be angry. That's a bad emotion. And there is black and white. There is light and dark. There's no judgment about those things. Mm-hmm. They just are, and we need them all. But emotion is a great word. I, I get geeky when it comes to words. <laughs> um, have you heard that emotion is energy in motion? Yes. So... When we decide that an emotion is desirable, we let it flow. Right. If we decide that an emotion is undesirable, we lock it down mm-hmm. and prevent that energy from moving, which traps it in our memory, it traps it in our cells. And what we're doing then is holding on to that which we find least desirable by not allowing it to move through us. Right. And I'm going to take that a step further because I very much believe that when we have unresolved emotions, emotions that we've held on to because we found them undesirable, they're going to manifest in our body in the form of some sort of disease. Um, Absolutely. And, and the placement of it is dependent upon the emotion you know, that it is happening. But I believe that with everything in my being. And, um, so it's, it's, that's another reason to let all those emotions flow that energy, you know, we, we are energy, everything is energy and we've got to keep that flow alive. This is again, I look at my daughter as my guru. She <laughs> does not hold anything back. No. I'm like, she's like, maybe it's, maybe it's time for mommy to have a tantrum too. What do I need to let flow? She's a great teacher in that regard. Isn't it funny how, and I love that you have a five-year-old because our children, I've got 12 grandkids and, and we always look at, you know, like faith, the faith of a child, the fit, you know, the attitude of a child, the energy of a child. We always go back to looking at children and, and realizing how unjaded and uninhibited and, you know, they just are. They're so connected. Yeah. You know, they just are. They ha- and, and what happens over time? I know that's a horrible question to ask you now this late in the interview, but, 
you know, what happens to us? Well, I think, I think it's a great question. I think it's a really important question, especially for any listeners who are parents, Mm -hmm. because we are the ones who will tell them that some things are okay and some things aren't okay. We teach them what's desirable and undesirable on purpose. We teach them, but also unintentionally, the way we respond to everything they do they are watching and listening. Oh my gosh, more than anything else you can imagine, they are attentive. Yeah. And so how you speak about yourself, how you speak to and about others, how you respond when they are having their faith experience and their anger experience and their hungry, tired experience, they are learning from us. And because we were children once, we were pure and connected once, and it was lost to us. Most of the work I do is guiding and supporting women to reconnect with who they were. Right. To clear away the clutter of other people telling them how they are supposed to be. <laughs> yes. I love that. So, and, and you're teaching women through, tell us again what the name of that book was. Why didn't I write um, that? Clarissa Pinkola Estes, Women Who Run With the Wolves. That's a good book, but I'm talking about the one you wrote. Oh, yes. Let's talk about the one I wrote. <laughs> Actually, it's called How Change Really Happens. Yes. Unexpected Tools of Transformation. And it's on Amazon. It's free on Kindle Unlimited, and in May, it will be on Audible. I love it. So our listeners can grab that book, but more importantly, um, you've got the group, The Integral Woman, and talk to us about this group and where people can find it. Absolutely. Um, I have a website, integral-women.com. I exist on almost all platforms, either under Sierra Melker, S-I-E-R-R-A-M-E-L-C-H-E-R, or Integral Women Mentoring on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. You can email me. You can call me. I answer my phone. Um, I hold women's circles, and especially now, virtual women's circles which are weekly visits with ourselves. We connect in a group, but the the underlying intention that each participant has is that she's connecting with herself. So we are opening up this internal space. We explore our own committee and we're like, who who put you on this committee and why are you still in here? I think it's time that you, you retire and like, we're going to come up with a new board of directors here because you're, you're done. Um, um, you've aged out or whatever the thing is like, and the, the other beautiful thing is we can acknowledge those voices in our head as serving us at some point in the past. Mm-hmm. And this is the same, it, it, everything ties together, right? It was right at some point. doesn't mean it has to be right now. And so we can love it and we can thank it and we can say adios without being resentful or hateful towards it. Say thank you. Goodbye. It's such an important revision 
aspect. So women's circles are truly some of the most powerful experiences I've ever been in. Um, we learn about ourselves by sharing our stories mm-hmm. and we learn about ourselves by listening to other women do exactly the same thing because we are far more connected mm-hmm. than we believe. We have so many similarities, even if that's not my moment experience today, that woman's sharing fuels me, gives me insight that I needed. It's, it is synchronistically always helpful, useful, and women who have been in circle say, I came in with a headache and now I feel better. Or I thought no one would be able to relate and I wasn't even going to come because I thought I had too much heavy negative emotion. And as soon as I got here, I connected with two or three other women who are right where I am and I feel so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, we all need that safe space and what a, what a great way to be able to connect so they can find that through your um, website, right? Website, email, email and Facebook are really great right now. Okay. Um, the best ways just find me on Facebook, message me, say that you're interested. Every month I'm holding a, a free sort of like come try circle for a little while so that you, each woman has her own experience and like gets to know me a little bit before she commits to an ongoing experience. And if she likes it, then she can commit to the ongoing experience and connect with a community from around the world. Um, so I love that there'll be more of those coming. I love that. And I love that you can make these connections all over the place. So um, final thoughts, Sierra, what do you want to leave the listeners with as we wrap this up to, you know, put this in a nice little bow here? Yeah. You are completely capable of building and enjoying the life that you want. It is about willingness to step into things that are maybe uncomfortable because that is what learning and growing feels like in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And you are not alone. You are not alone. Um, That if you're willing to connect with yourself, you have all of those answers. They are in there if you are willing to listen to them. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, I know that that has been my experience. And Sierra, I personally have learned so much. You have given us so many resources and you know, things to be thinking about and moving forward. I so appreciate your time and your energy and your wisdom. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm really, really happy to connect with you and to share with your audience. It is always a pleasure for me. You bet. Thanks. Thanks. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. 
That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.